we begin with one minute of silence and then explore whatever arises. So please join us for this one minute of doing nothing. What I can see right now is uh, the, uh, I think for the listener, if they don't have the context, so we are like having a video call right now. And uh, you know, I can see you smiling. <laughs> and uh, that that smile is, it has something to it, you know, uh, yeah. looking, looking at each other and maybe, uh, you know, kind of, a, I don't know what's going on in your mind right now, but for me, it's like, okay, uh, who asks the question? <laughs> you know, that, that, how was your experience? Maybe uh, mm-hmm. that that kind of uh, look for me that it was that. What was for you? <laughs> mm-hmm. That was a skillful transcendence of giving in to what was funny about that. If that makes sense, like because I had a similar experience too. Of because we've talked about it too. The finishing the two minute period of time Mm. and then there's you know someone is going to break the silence generally with the question of how was that for you and then you just did a nice move of commenting on that and and the specific flavor of how it was happening this time of like smiling and interesting how there's so much being communicated to I was just thinking as you were describing that I was just thinking of this a very full conversation happening between us uh yeah. without actually words yeah just through happening in that in that period of time yeah 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 I think we are getting to this point of having a non-verbal communication <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, with, with that smile and I think you uh, the, the smile has something to it, you know, it's like uh, a lot of times you, when you are close with someone and you look at them and when you understand them, uh, you you sometimes, you you just communicate with a smile, you know, for example, something mm-hmm. happens uh, in the external environment, for example, so someone does something funny, 
and then you just look at the other person and you know that you know you are kind of sing- thinking about the same thing and then mm-hmm. you smile in that way so yeah it, ha- it has a beauty to it <laughs> an acknowledgement of some shared knowing yeah yeah that yeah. maybe doesn't have to be put into words mm, yeah that's true so but but now uh, to begin with the question so how was your experience <laughs> Well, I just, well, I was just thinking to how fun, and this actually relates to my experience in the two minutes, but how, how fun of a, I, I, I think if not for intentionally thinking about this or trying to do this, it might not even feel like an option in communication, mm-hmm. um, but how fun it is to like just notice your experience in the moment and put it into words or like try to put it into words versus a communication that's more just kind of back and forth transactional and fits a familiar pattern um, yeah. because this this other way it's it's always new and uh you're just sort of stopping and becoming aware of what's happening in the moment and then putting mm-hmm. that into words and there's always something like i could stop talking right now and mm-hmm. pause and sort of become aware of what's happening in the moment and have something to share or to say or to ask that's like that's new and yeah. it's just really it's very exciting to me i was noticing a feeling of excitement as you started saying something that wasn't how was your experience not that there'd be anything wrong with that um mm. but i was like oh where is where is this going like uh <laughs> this this feels alive uh mm. in a way that's fun which relates to what my experience was like because i noticed i noticed initially it's been i think more than a week or maybe a couple weeks since we've done this mm. and i was noticing the feeling of this is really cool to have a, the chance to do this kind of thing with anyone and with you in particular uh mm-hmm. but maybe how rare it is to have a dedicated time to sit down with someone stop everything mm-hmm. spend a moment trying to let go of everything and mm-hmm. then just and then just relate uh in the moment it's like mm-hmm. very special and almost kind of a sacred thing um yeah. yeah i think and so I, i was sort of thinking about that and then i had a vision um of you and me sort of like almost like in a spaceship just sort of shooting into the what feels like now you know like this exploration and it, it felt like going down um mm. but then i felt there was like stars kind of passing by and just on this uh, this voyage Mm. Mm-hmm. that's what my experience was like mm-hmm. yeah i think uh, uh it's it's so funny that uh you know as soon as you started saying that and even before you mentioned uh, the spaceship thing i i i had a visual you know uh, in in my mind and my visual was uh uh that you know it's like we are digging the now you know we are doing kind of a digging so like we are kind of uh you know in a forest enjoying our time together and you know uh 
having certain you know things certain materials with us uh certain treasure with us but it's like when we get bored and saturated of that treasure which we already have we start some new digging and you know we start digging for new treasure so this you know this analogy this visual came to my mind that we are digging for this new treasure that would come up from this moment hmm. <laughs> yeah what do you see when you think of the treasure i see uh like like deep insights uh something which is like a part of the field maybe not 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 a manifestation into the physical reality uh but which is which is somewhere in the field uh you know whatever we can call that field you know the collective consciousness or the collective unconscious whatever we call that but it's like an idea that is maybe already there but somewhere in the field but we kind of bring it into manifestation which which might not have been there before so for example you know if i think in terms of literal treasure like going down into the ocean and finding a wrecked ship and you know finding treasure in, inside that and bringing it up, up to the earth so that treasure was there somewhere but it was not out on onto the surface you know and it was not out into the world so that is what i can feel but that also like brings a question to my mind is that is this treasure like are these ideas and thoughts and insights that we get during this you know conversation uh, or exploration or digging whatever you want to call it is it like already there somewhere or is it something new that is being created here it just made me think of i think i've mentioned this term before but the the idea of the compost heap i think you did yeah but i don't remember is uh, in this master class with neil gaiman author he mm -hmm. was talking about this notion of the compost heap that everything that you absorb your whole life from experiences books conversations whatever hmm. it's all adding to this compost heap inside mm. you and mm. and sort of evolving and if you're open to it can mm. manifest as something quote unquote new but it's really just a metamorphosis of kind of all these things that that are in existence and have been in existence already but mm. they can manifest through you in in a a sort of new way Mm. um mm. here in this moment mm. and that if not for our interaction you wouldn't be able to come up with something on your own and i wouldn't be able to come up with something on my own in the same way that the two of us together will come up with it i think if we're both open to it yeah um, yeah something i was thinking about with the digging Uh, some element of it maybe we're blindfolded or or there there's some effort while digging mm. where of like giving up of looking for something uh mm. like I'm digging and at the same time I'm not tied to I like I'm continually letting go of of the intention of digging 
if, if that makes sense. Yes, yes, absolutely. So what you're saying is basically whatever is arising is automatically arising and not coming from effort. Hmm. Hmm. Something like that. So maybe something like, uh, let's say, you know, we, we uh, if the analogy that comes to my mind is, uh, let's say we are in a place where, you know, we, we are told that there is treasure, for example. And now we have up two options in our hands. One is we dig different places and, you know, we might spend many, many days or months trying to find the treasure. So that is kind of a kind of a digging with effort. But when we maybe just connect to our intuition or feeling about where the treasure is, you know, by just being in the moment. So maybe a, a feeling would arise that will bring us to the treasure and that, you, you know, our, our connection with the treasure, our ability to find the treasure will be kind of this automatic guidance, this automatic huh. thing, rather than digging up the entire place. Huh. Uh-huh. Does this that make, make me, hmm. this is making me wonder if along with that, there's some new awareness that comes up of even what the treasure is. It's like you see the treasure differently than you had seen it before because so to be looking for treasure, that must mean that you have some, it implies there's some idea of what it is that you're Mm. going to find Mm -hmm. and potentially like the finding of the quote unquote treasure Mm. might be related to letting go of that and then and then the treasure reveals itself to you uh in this way that you couldn't have anticipated but at the same time you you acknowledge it like you know that it's the treasure Mm. so there is some knowing but it's like a unspoken or unsaid knowing versus like i'm looking for Mm. this insight related to transcending the ego and yeah yeah, I'm gonna go find it, and there maybe I'm blocking myself from the actual felt insight of it. Which, yeah. if I could only get out of the way of trying to search for it, yeah. then I, I would like I would know it. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I don't know if this fits analogy fits in, but uh, uh, what what I can make sense of what you're saying is that uh, let's say, for example, we are digging up for diamond okay so i we have we have this idea in our mind that diamonds have like they are they make great jewelry so that's why we are digging up for diamond but maybe you know and we have this preconceived idea in our mind that diamonds are for jewelry so when we find those diamonds we can only use them as jewelry but maybe what we find is something that looks like diamond but also has many other benefits which we are not aware of so but if we are open to kind of not giving this notion to diamonds you know the these items that this is just for jewelry and if we are just open to what they can provide to us then they can maybe give us a lot of other benefits maybe they can Mm -hmm. be a substance that can provide energy for example (laughs) just taking an example here That just gave me a thought of, it makes me think of 
people pursuing things in life, uh, mm. success or happiness or whatever it might be, and could maybe represent that as the diamond. And even if they get that thing, or if you achieve that thing, you might still be attached to what your initial mm. thought of like what the diamond was. And maybe yeah. there is this like this deep version of you that knows that it has all of these, all of these benefits, mm. but you're still maybe attached to that more surface version that just wants it for this particular reason. Maybe yeah. deeply the reason you want it is because of you're aware of everything that it can provide for you, but that's on maybe not not maybe a, a level of clarified awareness. So you but yeah. you still have you have this thing, you're wearing it, you're wearing the you know diamond on your finger or yeah in your ears or whatever yeah. it might be. And so you have it. Like you have this powerful thing. Yeah. And at the same time, and that might even feel worse because well I I got it and now I I don't have it. Yeah. Like I I don't have that feeling, I guess that mm. I was looking for this whole time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It seems to just, me like, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Like it was just saying that maybe just being unaware of the many other potential benefits, because we are uh, like conditioned, you know, to believe that uh, this diamond and still I'm floating in the analogy, you know, uh, that uh-huh. uh, the diamond is, uh, just for jewelry so it is it is like a conditioned thought you know it is like this idea that diamond is a jewelry where is it coming from is it's coming from the social conditioning because i have seen other people wearing diamonds so i have this idea just consider for consider a situation where i i discover a diamond you know uh, I, i'm digging the earth i discover a diamond if i don't even know what uh, you know, this is used for. Now, it, it will have two uh, outcomes. Either this thing is totally useless to me because, you know, I don't know what it is used for. Mm-hmm. Or this thing can be anything for me. Everything mm-hmm. for me, you know. It might, I might then discover many other benefits. Maybe it is, a, you know, just a hypothetical situation that maybe it can light up a city. It has so much energy in it, mm-hmm. you know. So, like I'm trying to relate that to our discovery or, you know, the insights that we get uh, in our situations. So what I feel is, uh, you know, what I can relate this to is that if I am conditioned in some way. So, for example, if I'm conditioned, even in terms of spirituality, let's say, or, or God or the idea of God. Mm-hmm. So if if I if I am if I'm discovering an insight within me and if that insight is you know, saying that, oh, that, uh, you know, you are loved. Let's say that is the insight that is coming to me. If I'm conditioned with, for example, religion or anything, my outcome of that will be, okay, I'm loved by God. Hmm. But if, if I have no conditioning around that, then this thought might have different meaning. This this insight that I got that I'm loved will have different meanings to me. I can be loved by some other entity, not necessarily God, you know, maybe a departed soul. I can be loved by just maybe mother like earth 
or i can be loved by myself you know or i am love itself or i am mm. god itself it it can have like it depends upon how open we are to the interpretation of the insight that we get uh you know mm-hmm. uh the more how, it, how, it, of it. how attached to is how attached is it to sort of like conditioned yeah context stuff and how open is it to or maybe i'm imposing this but now i'm thinking how open is it to exploring it in the moment like just what does it feel like what's the you have all this context that is your history and your learning and mm. and you can use that and then also check it against just a personalized understanding of this thing yeah now in this moment um, yeah but so easy to get wrapped up in that first one it makes me think of what maybe what you and i or you can tell me if you agree with this but it seems maybe a lot of what we're both doing in our work mm. together uh here with individuals in all the different contexts is like trying to go back to the origin of well why do you want really why do you want the jewelry like why do you want the because there we might just take that as such a given of mm. well I want it so help me figure out how to get it mm-hmm. and uh but then it's, it just seems so important to have such a clear understanding of why is it that you want that and what mm-hmm. makes you unfulfilled without this thing not to say mm-hmm. that you shouldn't search for it or you should, shouldn't want that but it seems really important that we understand as clearly as possible why mm-hmm. uh, you want this thing and mm-hmm. then maybe through that there's sort of the whole breakdown of mm-hmm. the notion of like the condition notion of what jewelry is and what it gets for you that you can move back yeah. to a a place and now i'm losing the ability to articulate it but and and maybe that goes along with the message you just come to a place mm. that just is openness yeah yeah mm mm-hmm. yeah no I, i'm totally getting what you're saying you know the uh, like this whole idea around uh, like i want that i want that diamond or anything you know the 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 motivation behind it where is that coming from you know understanding mm-hmm. that so that will give us very a deeper insight into uh what drives this person or what affects this person or what is the conditioning here mm-hmm. yeah yeah and those can be hard questions to answer uh and maybe that never ends so it could feel like this potentially overwhelming mm. process of like well i don't necessarily want to question that because then that then i might question the thing below that and then i might question everything uh and there's potentially a shift where there where that just becomes fun yeah. um and might let go of any idea of getting to the point where okay now i understand everything mm-hmm. um but mm-hmm. more of just uh okay it's what's it's safe to ask this question uh, yeah. there's there's no fear of well if i ask i might find out something i don't like um Mm. but like well you can keep asking mm. and just keep exploring and and it it already is what it is so 
what's the point of not knowing? Um, yeah. 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 I think something uh, on, on the same line that I would like love to, uh, uh, you know, discuss in the next, uh, in our next meeting uh, is, uh, I don't know if that naturally comes up or not, but, uh, you know, something I'm really curious towards discussing with you is then how language plays a role in this, like how, how the way language conditions us plays a role in this, uh, you know, because uh, the the idea of uh, this this diamond and having, a, you know, what we discussed around having uh, conditioning around what diamond does uh, is something very core to the idea of how we experience reality, the way language conditions us. So, uh, you know, just before we end, just a short example is that... Uh, people who have near-death experiences uh, they have different kinds of it is found that they have different kinds of experiences depending upon how they have been conditioned so in someone in their near-death experience will meet god someone in their near-death experience will meet jesus someone in their near-death experience will meet shiva you know or or just someone will have mm -hmm. a very spiritual sort of a expanding experience so I think that also depends upon how the person is expecting to have that experience or is conditioned, you know, which affects their experience. And it's this fit into their existing framework. Yeah, yeah. And this, this I, I think this brings us to the question that how significantly can language uh, create a reality? The way, the kind of language that we have learned is you know is the is is the way that we see the world. So I think this is something I would like to love to explore with you. <laughs> it sounds good. It's it feels so central. It's like so central to everything. It seems. Mm -hmm. Well, great. And I, I I can just say that um, we're needing to end this meeting a bit short because I have a, an appointment to get to, so there won't be a guided meditation portion of it. Mm -hmm. uh, but maybe we all can sit with that notion of language. I know we've touched with it before mm -hmm. um, and just kind of move into the rest of the day with that spirit of exploration and going back to the beginning of the question of like, why do I want the jewelry and it being okay? Mm -hmm. Why do I want the diamond and it being okay and interesting and maybe fun to continually ask that question yeah yeah absolutely this is food for thought for me for today <laughs> sounds good I'll, I'll see you next time see you take care thank you for joining us in the what is now experience we hope that you liked the episode if there were any insights or ideas arising for you as you were listening to our conversation then you can share those ideas through your comments. We would love to know. Stay tuned for the next episode. Namaste.